Hi, everyone. Chris here with a couple announcements. First, the podcast You Meet in a Tavern was kind enough to give us a shout out. They are a D&D 5th edition actual play that captures that feeling of hanging out with the guys and having a good time without worrying too much about the rules. Go check it out. Next, we're having a giveaway to celebrate our 30th episode release. We're giving away a copy of the Edge of the Empire Explorer source book, Enter the Unknown. To enter, leave a review for us on iTunes. It doesn't have to be a good review. Any review will qualify. Then send an email to sillzeropodcast at gmail.com to tell me what your iTunes name is so that I'll have a way to contact you if you win. If you left us a review in the past, just send an email. Entries will be accepted until April 21st, 2017. Thank you to everyone who listens to our little adventure. Now, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Silhouette Zero, Episode 30, Preparing for Nar Shaddaa. Having defeated an ambush from the Techno Marauders, Click and the crew of the Spice Wolf head towards the Smuggler's Moon, Nar Shaddaa. Will they be able to recover the important Alliance data from this wretched hive of scum and villainy? Hello and welcome back. I am your GM, Chris Ng. That is the player and my brother, Matt. Hello. I almost said the brother. The brother, Matt? Yeah. Like, like that's a title? Yeah, like you're a part of a religious order. Uh, okay, go ahead and roll Force and Destiny. I'm just going to let you call it that now. Oh, shoot. Yeah, pick up the whole book and throw yeah. it. Yeah. Four light side, two dark side. Aren't you just the luckiest duck? Okay, so last off, um, you were leaping into hyperspace to Narshada, the smuggler's moon. Um, I'll give you some basic info because everybody knows stuff about Narshada. It is a yeah. moon that uh, orbits Nalhata, the hut homeworld, or one of the hut homeworlds. Slugworld Prime. It is often called Little Coruscant. <laughs> as well as the the smuggler's moon uh, because there is a massive cityscape citywide covers the entire plant the moon just like coruscant and it's one of the largest trade hubs in the galaxy for both legal and illegal merchandise so it's a big deal um you need anything in narshada that's where you go we never really specified where you were in the galaxy because these rebel meet points are like in the middle of space they're right. not near any system so for the sake of the narrative it's a bit of a long haul to narshada which is part of the reason that techno marauder was a little bit confused as to why his boss was heading that way so um you can go ahead and remove all your strain because you took your required two-hour chadrafed nap sweet <laughs> Which is equivalent in the Chadrafan species as an entire night worth of sleep. You wake up and uh, to your surprise, everybody on the crew is kind of working. They were sleeping earlier. You often have watch because you don't need to sleep anyway. Um, and everyone was kind of exhausted from the battle and the situation at hand. But when you wake up, everybody's hard at work. See guys, I told you to get used to the two hours sleep. Um, where do you where do you, where do you want to go first? So when you woke up, no one was in the in the room. Mm. Uh, the first thing you notice when you get out is that there's a lot of food be- having been made in the kitchen area with, or the galley, which is next to where the rooms are. In particular, mm. there's a smell, a strong smell of calf, aka Star Wars coffee. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'd probably go there first. 
Okay, uh, Jinko is sitting at the little table with the Jajaric board, that little hollow chest thing. So he has uh, a small electronic safe, and he's rewiring it, unlocking it, and then rewiring it back to lock it again. He's like, he's practicing. Hey, Rumi. Told you to get used to those two-hour sleep cycles. I didn't sleep for two hours. <laughs> you slept for so, two hours. Oh, wow. How'd you, like, make it shorter? He shakes his head. The captain says we are almost at Narshada, so I thought I'd be awake and ready to go. What you doing there? Fixing stuff? Thinking. Can I see? <laughs> he shoves it toward you. It's just a practice safe. See if you can open it. Okay. Piece uh, of cake. <laughs> Give me two seconds. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, you could do mechanics, computers, or skullduggery. It's against three. Uh, we'll do mechanics. So that's one yellow and two green versus three purple. Yeah. Two successes and four threats. Okay. Um, I open it, but it is beyond, like, repair. <laughs> oh, I have a better way of doing this. Oh. Uh, you open it by going to get your duffel back. <laughs> you take out your tools, and you disassemble the whole thing. <laughs> and Jinko shakes There we go. All open. Do you think in a situation where you are robbing someone, you'll have your full tool set available? Uh, I don't know. But I have it now. And isn't a good thief supposed to take every opportunity available to them? Eh? Eh? Put it back together. All uh, right. <laughs> you do uh, that. Two yellow, one green, or one yellow, <laughs> two want, green versus three purple. Okay. Uh, fail. <laughs> clunk, clunk, clunk. Uh, now I'm going to have to get a new practice safe. <laughs> In any case, I guess I don't really need it. I've done it. I've practiced with that model more times than I can count. Well, see, I did you a favor. I'm fostering personal growth, Jinko. Shakes his head again. Uh, looks not quite sure what to do, so he powers up his, the, the Jajaric board. Ooh, Jajaric, can I play? <sighs> I'm trying to think here. <laughs> About Jajaric? I can give you some pointers. No, I'm, I've am i been to Narshadal before, and I'm trying to remember everything I know about it that might be useful for the mission. What's the mission? We must recover your alliance, whatever it is. Right, alliance, whatever it is. Gotcha. Whatever the message or the cargo, or I don't know. I don't really pay attention. I just knew we were supposed to pick something up. The Corvette was destroyed. We must get it back from these Techno Marauder pirates. Right, right. Well, I'll let you think about the whatever. I'm going to go check on everyone else. Fine. He starts playing to Jarek by himself. Um, so I'll probably go to the engine room next, because that's just on the other side of the hall. Yeah, nobody's in the engine room. <laughs> All right. Unless Kobe's uh, there. I don't know what Kobe's up to. Um, no, Kobe's probably in the lift tube. Okay. Like, well, he's been there. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he's waiting for Click, but he doesn't know. He can't remember where he last saw him. So he figured what? that he'll see him in the lift tube. <laughs> what a strange <laughs> droid. Okay, so do you go to the lift? Yeah. I mean, that's womp, how you get womp, up. Womp. Hey, Kobe. Like, where have you been? I was sleeping. <laughs> Are you getting off? Womp. Or uh, did you hold the door for me? I mean, I opened the door and you were here. Or... You're, you're not getting it. Okay, I'll walk in then. Just trying to be polite. He's like waiting for him to leave. <laughs> okay, so you head up to the uh, up to the second floor, uh -huh. right? Um, 
If you glance around, you can see uh, that Reyna is in the <laughs> cockpit, as well uh, as the Mandalorian hey, Basilisk war droid head. <laughs> oh, click. Good, you're awake. You, uh, talking to the droid head there? Oh, no, this is our way of managing to narrow down our search parameters. You see, Nostra Dar is a rather large area, and if we just drop in, it will spend, we can spend days trying to find where the Techno Marauders are. I figured if we used the head from the Basilisk War Droid, we could use the transmission beacon it was using to ping a signal, as it were. At least narrow down our area so we can land nearby where we need to be. <laughs> does, um, does Jinko know that you're doing this? Because he's playing chess trying to figure this out. Or he's he's playing Dejeric trying to figure this he's out. He's trying to think about everything he knows about Nashadal, hmm? Yeah. Well, let him be. He... Tazi and I have been doing a bunch of technological stuff, and I think he feels a little left out. If he wants to try to think through everything he knows and everybody he knows on Nashadal, let him be. Now I feel bad for breaking his safe. You broke his safe? The practice well, safe? He, he asked me to, you know, oh. give him a shy, so I did. <sighs> How would you like it if we started breaking your things? Like, I, it wasn't intentional. I thought I could put it back together. No, no matter. He probably needs a new practice safe anyway. That's what he said. See, I'm fostering personal growth. In any case, we should be arriving in Dawn a couple of hours. In that, we should probably plan our next action. And anyway, there's a number of things that Tazi probably should show you. Ooh, like secret stuff? Ooh, do we have, like, compartments that open up and we got, like, 15 missile tubes on the outside of the ship? Or, like, the back ends of the cargo containers open up and there's giant thrusters? No. She's just been working on her junk pile. Oh. Oh. Right. <laughs> Yippee. Well, I'll go check on the trash. So, the, when you open the door to the cargo area, because that's where she's set up right now... You are immediately hit with the strongest smell of burnt calf that you've encountered in a while. Uh, you look around and you can see that the junk is a lot more orderly than it used to be. Uh, several of the workbenches are set up and it looks like she's got a couple of projects going. There is a large um, pot where the calf is being stored and a couple of tin cups next to it. She is, uh, well, there's a, you know, like a little boom box playing uh, some music that she's listening to while she's uh, working. Tazi! Tazi! Oh, hey, Click, how are you doing? Hi! Uh, you know that Sorry, you're supposed to take the pot off the uh, the burner there, right? Huh? Oh, no, it's done. I know. It's, it's done. It's just the last, I think the third or fourth pot burned a little bit. It, it was, I don't know, it was kind of bad for the taste, but that's not so bad now. Wait, third or fourth pot? Yeah. You make it sound like it was in the past. That's like a fresh smell. How many pots have you gone through? I don't know. Um, um, five, six. Here, do you want some? Here. Uh, she she runs over, grabs the pot, tips it over to pour you a cup, <laughs> and nothing comes out. Oh, shoot. I guess I'm going to have to make some more. And she starts heading through the t like the, the lift. Um, it's okay. Um, I already had some. Oh, well, that's good. I... I'm glad you got a cup because I'm not even sure we have any more cap in the in the galley anymore. Working! And she uh, runs over to one of the tables. Right. So, um, what you doing? Look, 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 look. Uh, it's, so you notice that it is your helmet and your crash suit and your jetpack, but they've all looked tampered with. Check it out, check it out, check it out. Hey! So, I was thinking about this, that every time that we get into a problem, you're always one, like, zipping off the space, like, woo! 
right? And then, like, it's super dangerous, and then you always have to wear the environmental suit, and then that's kind of scary because it's like a bulky environmental suit that you sort of drag back on the on uh, Hadrian Station. Remember that? It works just fine. Yes, it's it's a beautiful piece of work. No, but you broke it. See, remember you broke the helmet. And she runs over to the junk pile, picks up the broken helmet. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember drifting through space, hoping I wasn't going to die. Right, so I Ugh. took the components from the environmental suit and I combined them with your crash suit. Well, it's not going to be too clunky now, is it? Like, I don't know. Oh, look, see? So you kind of look over all the, the, the suit, and it's actually very impressive work. She has managed to integrate the, the environmental seals into the crash suit without adding bulk or losing functionality huh. of the crash suit itself. You have built-in 10-minute... Uh, you have 10 minutes built in without any exterior life support pack. But if you add, add the life support pack from the environmental suit, it works just like normal. And I modified your helmet so it's sealed, too. See? Huh. Okay. I'm a little less angry now. And I um, added some like input plugs on the back so you could attach your jetpack more uh, more easily. And then um, also there's a little heads-up display now on your head uh, on your helmet that indicates how much fuel you have left. See? Boop. Um, first off, what was wrong with the jury rigging that I did to make the jetpack connect to the suit already? It didn't have a little heads-up display on the helmet that told you how much fuel you had left. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, does the crash suit work with the boots? What boots? Oh, the Magna boots? No, the, uh, the shock boots. Oh, um, I guess so. I just took your boots. I didn't really think much about it. Shoot, I should have put an indicator on the helmet that indicated how much shock you still power you still left had left in the shock boots. I gotta re- I'll just take the whole thing apart and start over. No problem. No, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. I, I don't think I'll have to worry about my shoes running out of shock or whatever you said. Okay. <laughs> Besides, I don't really do a lot of displays. I feel, you know, you got to feel it. See yourself. I got to say, I'm very impressed with your vocabulator. I figured that if you're talking that fast in Jawaese, eventually some of it would just spill out up between the, you know, basic. Oh, am I talking too fast? Oh, I probably shouldn't have that six spot. Hey, is there a way to turn, like, to slow down the vocabulator? She reaches into her hood. You hear, like, a little... <laughs> okay, how's that? Better. Slightly slower than normal. But no one else will notice. Well, just remind me later to speed it back up when the calf rush comes calms down. Oh, don't worry. Someone will remind you. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. What else did I work on? Oh, I tuned up Jingo's blasters. So, um, something I forgot to do when you bought them, which, because you bought them with the intention of them being a match set, right? Yeah. There is actually a modification in Fly Casual called paired weaponry or paired blasters. Um, and because they work in conjunction with each other, it reduces the number of advantages required to hit linked or, uh, to hit both weapons to just one. Yep. Yeah. So it's a lot more, more damaging. Good Lord. Or at least has a better potential to do more damage now. And I finally got around to really improving how, um, fun plan works. Oh boy. How, or rather, what did you do? Oh, I'll show you. Let's see. It is. Uh, she needs to do an average leadership check. So, can you roll me two green and a blue against two purple? The blue is because she speaks binary. One success and one threat. Flim flam combat mode. Flim flam cranks around and drops into uh, combat mode. The uh, the turret is active, and then uh, you notice that there's a small 
uh, one of the photoreceptors, or there's a new photoreceptor on the side of the barrel, one that wasn't there before. Flim flam, engage auto target detect. And it swivels over at, points straight at you. Hey, flim flam, buddy, how you doing? See, see, he can aim and shoot on his own. I mean, sort of. It's not great, and it's better if I do it, but, you know, if, if we're kind of in a jam or, you know, uh, we're separated or we just need to leave a, you know, distraction or something. Kobe, tell him to put the gun down. Wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> do you remember he still has the perfect control over him? Oh, yeah. So Flim Flam reverts back into his cargo lifter state. Yeah. See? So now he's like a lot more useful. Also, I have this remote control pad. And she holds up a data pad. So I can aim with Flim Flam from not without having to stand behind it. It's not as great as using it, but you know, who knows? So we won't have a repeat of the uh, of the pod race. Yeah. She shudders pretty visibly. Hey, you okay? Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I just hope this all this stuff is enough, you know? Like, I don't know, this it was always dangerous, you know, working with the captain, but it seems like it's getting a lot more dangerous than it used to be, and I just, I don't know what else to do other than to just make everything more dangerous than we had it before. Yeah, probably because I'm here. I don't know if it's all that, I mean, if even if you weren't here, wouldn't we have just eventually found out the truth about the captain anyway? Jeez. I don't know, not necessarily. I don't know either. I'm trying not to think too much about it. The point is that I'm kind of scared. I don't know if I have this in me. I just wanted to be a musician, and now I'm caught in the middle of a civil war, and I'm working for rebel terrorists, and bounty hunters, and crazy Chadra fan ladies. Hey, we're only temporarily working for the rebel uh, terrorists. The crazy Chadra fan lady's only going to be a problem until we run into her a second time. Then she won't be a problem anymore. Then besides that, well, I don't know. How was life before I showed up? What were you guys doing? Mostly just trying to get by. That's what's weird about it. Was I woke up and I was getting ready to try to patch up the ship and I didn't need to. Everything on the ship is working for once. I'm even done all the cable management and prim and propering. There's really nothing else to do. So I just kind of went back to what I know how to do, which is cobble stuff together. Try to make things better out of stuff that's not supposed to work. That's the Java way. I guess so. I just hope that, look, Snarf Shadaw is like a different level, you know? Like hanging out on Monfa and even Bespin and Baccarat, those are one thing, but Snarf Shadaw? I don't know. I'm just worried. Eh, it won't be that much different than Malastare. You just have to get comfortable with the moral gray. <laughs> Didn't you say that you were like bamboozled all of the time? I don't know what that word means, and yes. <laughs> Let it never be said that Click was never up for a good old bamboozling. That means tricked. <laughs> My sentence still stands. Hey, um, you didn't try to do anything to Kobe, did no, you? No, I didn't even know where he was for the last two hours. Yeah. I think he was just sitting in the lift. Yeah, I think he was. Weird. Next time, tell him to, like, monitor the systems or adjust hyperdrive courses or something. He doesn't really listen to the rest of us. Then he would just ask why. <laughs> I think he still thinks I'm trying to put a restraining bolt on him. Well, you did threaten him like twice. And you know what? <laughs> I probably would still do it. Well, I'm sure he'd listen to the captain. I guess, but she spent all her time trying to get that transmission thing to work. Why didn't you help her with that? Oh, I did for a while. I had to, you know, deactivate the face. <laughs> Oh, did the tech level get above your head? No, it's just that 
the face part like tried to chomp and drill and uh, it tried to eat us basically right yeah that's to be expected i mean giant robot monster after that it was a little bit above my head captain's a lot smarter than i realized she was but i guess that was the whole point yeah theoretical something or others no i never got that why is it that if you're good at something that might not exist how come you're suddenly smarter than people that know normal, real things? I don't know if that's how that works. I mean, I don't think she... I'm pretty sure it is. It's called theoretical. She's doing something like computer programs and, and you know, high-level stuff I guess she's used to. When it came to actually pull, deactivating the mouth actuator so it wouldn't eat us, she had no clue what to do. Yeah, her education is really, you know, highly educated. Really? Well, geez, I, I don't think any of... I think she's the only one that would have had trouble removing an actuator. Maybe. On the ship right now. Like, I know you can do it. I certainly can. Kobe can. Jinko can probably guess. Well, I'm glad I got to it first. I think she was just going to blast the thing. Oh, goodness. Uh, anything else you want to do? So you're up to date with all of your... Do you need to take any notes on your upgraded equipment or... Negative. Okay, yeah. Basically, everything works together a lot better than it used to. I have a pressurized suit. Right. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> You check on your hyperdrive, you go up, you know, you, you pop up to the cockpit and make sure everything's going according to plan. Uh, and then uh, Raina calls for a meeting down to the galley. You all show up. All right. I'm fairly certain that this uh, beacon ping is going to work, which means that we need to have some sort of approach on how we locate our techno marauders and how we actually go about saving the information and the people that we need to. Can we just use the beacon to track their ship all the way in? We could, but then that's going oh, risking an open confrontation. We're basically going to be trying to ambush them back. And I don't know if you've taken a look around lately. We're not exactly a commando unit. I'm afraid we'd be outnumbered and outgunned. Oh, we're kind of a commando unit. We're not d too shabby in a fight when it comes to local ruffians or other smuggling groups, but pirate organization like this is going to be... Too much above our heads, I believe. Why kill when you can steal? Hmm. <laughs> hey, you don't have to tell me twice. I've been with you like half the time you've stolen something. But that brings us a problem. We're going to need to know where we're going to have to steal the things from. And if we don't follow their ship all the way in, then we're going to have to find contacts on the ground who know how we can get information from or about the Techno Marauders. I'm guessing that's not as easy as just asking where the Techno Marauders are, huh? It might be, but we're going to attract attention if we do so. Word moves quickly on Narshadar. Well, then doesn't that flow, information, or flow of information work both ways, though? It could, if we know where to listen and where to look. It'll depend on where we land on Narshadar, but there are plenty of taverns, bars, cantinas, restaurants, gambling halls where information flows freely. In fact, depending on how much influence the Marauders have gained in the last few years, it may not even be difficult to find. We might just have to look around. Well, if they're going after such high-impact goods, I'm sure they were a little bit better than the last time you saw them. It's possible and likely, yes. Well, why don't we just land and see what happens? Worst-case scenario, we just connect back to the ship and ping our hearts out. We have to do this quickly and correctly the first time. If this information is valuable, it will be sold or transmitted quickly. We could lose it, or we could even... We might end up having to deal with Imperials. I don't want to take time. If we're going to choose a course of action, it needs to be a successful one. Well, what do we already know about the Techno Marauders? 
So you want to roll uh, knowledge underworld. Okie doke. You can do group if you want. Yeah, let's do that. So let's see. Do you have any yellows? Um, Kobe does. He has one. Okay, then. Between all the other yellows and then uh, Reyna's base of four intelligence, you have four yellows. And um, we'll put it against three purple. Sweet. Okay. Uh, a failure, an advantage, and a triumph. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I love this result, but it's always tricky to figure out. Uh, let's see. <laughs> the failure, but triumph. Yeah. So you don't know specifically anything about the Techno Marauders, but we know someone that does. Someone that's an old friend of ours. Jinko, you have family on Narshada, don't you? Mm, <laughs> I do. Well, isn't that a decent place to start? It was something I was hoping we could avoid. What? Why? But if he's, he just glares at you. Uh, I'm sorry. I walk up closer. <laughs> what? Why? I don't think he wants to talk about it. Oh, gotcha. We'll talk about it later when they're not around. If you want to try to get him to talk about it, you could charm or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're totally going to try okay, that. Uh, hold on. Let me see. What is that discipline? Uh, I think it is. Let me, That's usually what it is. Check it. It's 113. That's what you said on the earlier episodes, at least. Nope, it's against cool. <laughs> well, uh, don't listen to the earlier episodes then. <laughs> uh, okay, it's against, so it's against his, his cool is only three green, so your charm against three purple. Three green, three purple. Uh, fail. We will not talk about it later. What? Oh, gotcha. Wink. <laughs> it's not important. The important thing is that we do have a contact on the ground and we should utilize it if possible. It's a good place to start, anyway. Now, we do have another situation. What? Another one? Yes, your souvenir. What souvenir? Your A-wing. Oh, what about it? It's attached to the side of the ship. Oh. Yeah, right. so we can't exactly land with it on hanging off the side. Which means that you'll have to fly it in. That's fine. Right? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Look, if the Techno Marauders can steal all this information and destroy an entire Karelian Corvette... One little Chadra fan can steal an A-Wing, okay? Possible, but the A-Wings are very, very, very tied in with the Alliance identity. It could draw attention we don't want. Well, let's just paint it like, I don't know, pirate colors. And then, I don't know. Jinko, what are pirate colors? Oh, there's plenty of pirate colors and markings to choose from. And we could mess with the transponder frequency. Ooh, ooh, and we can attach extra pieces on the outside. So it doesn't look like an A-Wing that the Alliance uses. Huh? Why would we need to do that? It'll look like an ugly. Ooh, I've always wanted to build an ugly. Ooh, me too, actually. Yeah, I'm on board. Very well, that's what you'll have to do. You'll fly in with us, and we'll land at the same platform. Hopefully, we don't have to get anywhere in a quick, in a hurry. Why? If we do, I, if we do, I just get in the A-Wing and you guys get on the Spice Wolf. As odd as this might sound, Click, I feel safer when you're piloting. <laughs> really? Weird. That's the first time I've ever heard that. Oddly enough, I wonder why. Those ingrates. Because you're insane. <laughs> I am a very stable pilot, thank you very much. Alright, let's make final preparations. We'll be leaving hyperspace shortly. Okay, so, uh, first thing I want you to do... Um, so they pop down into the... You and Tazi head down to the cargo bay and you're looking for your paint. <laughs> okay, so yeah. I want you to roll me just yourself, Knowledge Underworld... Okie doke. To see if you can think of a um, suitable pirate color. 
but with a black because you have limited paint colors. Uh, you didn't tell me what the difficulty was. <laughs> oh, uh, average okay. is fine. Two successes and two threats. Okie dokie. So you think back to all of your times uh, through Malastare and, and you know the hollow information you've read and just you know even this lifestyle that you've you've come across through Hadrian Station and all the stuff that you've done and you you think hey I think I've seen this sort of marking before. Uh, what two colors does it primarily consist of? Um, I think what it's going to be is that the red part's going to stay the same on the A wing. <laughs> um. And instead of white, he's just going to is going to paint it black. <laughs> OK, so you're just going to leave the red stripe and then all the rest of the hull's black. Yeah. OK, perfect. Uh, so she sets out the paint for that. She gestures at the junk pile. OK, what kind of cool things you want to add to it? Hmm. Now, are we doing just like a superficial look or are we actually going to like functionalize it? I mean, we can just do superficial if you want. But don't be ridiculous. Do we have enough time? I don't know. For just as soon as we drop out of hyperspace, we'll have to go into the landing pattern lanes, and we have basically as long as that takes for us to get clearance to land. So what you're saying is we should make some calf and start fiddling. Yeah, that's what I mean. So what do you want to try to do to it, though? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, this is pretty good. What do you think? Mm, well. Come on, you have to have something that you've been dying to try. Come on, let your imagination go wild, young Jawa. Maybe a giant ion cannon on the front, or like. I don't have an ion cannon, do I? Well, let's see what's in the junk pile. Yeah, that's probably a good place to start. What have you found out? Um, okay, so we, let's roll... Scavenging. Let's see, what skill is that? Perception? Mechanics? Mechanics. Okay. Let's roll a group mechanics on hard. She has three yellow. Oh, wow. I have one yellow. And how many green? Uh, two. Okay, so roll three yellow and a blue uh-huh. against three purple. Normally, there'd be like a bazillion blacks because of, you know, looking through a scrap pile. Right. But Tazi has three ranks in Utini, which removes a black from scavenge checks. <laughs> and if it's a mechanic roll, I can remove a black too. Oh, right, perfect. So, yeah, there's no blacks to this. Okay, so three yellow, one blue versus three purple. Three successes and an advantage. Okie dokie. So, um... We can find three things that are cool, and then we'll think of one advantage that'll help. Oh, I don't know. Um, well, um, here, let me go through some of the smuggler modifications for starships. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I didn't do any prep work for this. Well, one thing could be false credentials. Like a false transponder code. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely use one for that, because that's what we needed to do anyway. We could do the ground buzzer surface defense blaster cannon, which is basically the, the gun that um, the Falcon has. The anti-personnel weapon. Oh, the little thing on the bottom that like points, like that pops out and shoots at people. Yep, yep, it just pops out and auto shoots. Uh, yeah, that seems like something they would install. Like that seems like something that they could jury rig, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. So that's what they're gonna do. <laughs> so you've got your fake credentials <laughs> and your the, the ground buzzer. Yeah. Okay, so we'll just put this blaster right here on the bottom side of the hull. <laughs> Ooh, what's this going to do? Well, if we can install the control sequences, basically it automatically aims and fires at, like, um, at incoming persons. So like if we're making an escape for it, you can trigger it, it'll lay down some cover fire. I've had these parts left over from when I was um, working on auto-firing Flim Flam. Ooh. It's not a strong blaster, so you won't be able to use it on other starships. Uh, which is 
mechanically true. It is a personal scale weapon. Right. It's just for shooting people that might be like right. attacking you while you're getting so in. So it, it has damage 12, but it's personal 12, not planetary 12. Um, and uh, so that's what you do. So you, you have all the parts ready for that. And she walks you through how you're going to install it, where you're going to put it all done. Okay, so um, you're ready to go. Now you're going to have to do all these things outside because we can't actually bring the A-Wing inside the ship. Um, obviously. Okay, um, and oh, by the way, we hadn't been rolling with it anyway, but I did find out that if you were in an Environ suit, basically you're supposed to have a black to everything. Really? Yeah, because you're, you know, the suit's bulky. This will now mechanically remove that black. Oh, okay. Cool. So you go ahead and you add, you add the life support attachment. You drop out of hyperspace. Everyone's in their positions on the flight uh, in the cockpit. You jump out <laughs> the airlock. And I've got my toolkit with me. It's like attached to a small tether to me. Yeah, so you got your toolkit. Uh, does Kobe go with you? Yeah. He likes to fiddle with things. Yeah, the two of you are out there. Um, which one are you painting? Uh, Kobe, definitely. Okay, so uh, he's sitting there painting away at, you know, making it look nice. So I need you to roll the mechanics check oh, to Lord. install this. So, two green, one yellow, one blue for this toolkit versus three. Don't know why I didn't have Kobe do this. Oh, well, it didn't make sense narratively. <laughs> and I'm, an, I'm a player, dang it. Two successes, two advantages, and a triumph. All right, perfect. So this thing is, like, beautifully installed. It takes him, like, five minutes to do it. Yeah, in fact, you slide back into the airlock, and Tazi's like, What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. We're just waiting for Kobe to finish painting. You're done? Well, yeah, we're just putting on the little gun thing, right? But you're done already? Yeah, I'm just putting on the little gun thing, right? I mean, I didn't miss anything, did I? Oh, I guess not. All right, well, as soon as Kobe gets back in, go ahead and, you know, take off. Disconnect from the ship. Yeah, I know. We're going to be landing soon. Okay, so now you're in your cool modified A-Wing with the auto blaster turret and the fake transponder code. What is the transponder code uh, transmitting? What's the fake ship name? Uh, temporarily, at least. Um, it's set to the screaming Slimo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'll see you planet side. I mean, we're doing this now, right? Like, I don't want to be sitting out there drifting slowly, waiting for everything to happen. You guys are good? We're good. Everyone good? Yes, yes. Jinko, last chance. Do you want to talk about your family? <laughs> no? Okay, I'm leaving. Silhouette Zero is a production of the Ing Brothers. Follow us on Twitter at SilZeroChris and at SilZeroMatt. That's S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. For more episodes, check us out at SilZero.wordpress.com. You can email us at SilZeroPodcast at gmail.com. The Edge of the Empire role-playing game and other related materials are copyright Fantasy Flight Games and Lucas Books. Buy your own copy so you can play with your friends. Silhouette Zero is a fan production. Star Wars is copyright Lucasfilm and Disney. Theme song produced by Tazi. Credits for other sound effects and music are available on our website. And until we meet again, may the Force be with you.